Brother B.J. Jones, the choir director. Brother T.J. Williams, our very own James Cleveland, amen. Reincarnated, amen. Thank you, choir, amen. Thank you so much. What an awesome worship experience. Lord, do it. That song just brought back memories. <laughs> that God can do it. Tell somebody, yes, he can. God can do it exceedingly abundantly more than we can even ask or think by the power that's working in us. Thank you, choir. There's a word from the Lord this morning, this year of supernatural favor, this year of 2017 that we have deemed here at Bible Way as the year of supernatural favor. This is the first message in the second series of this year. First series was a test of faith, which we examined the testimony of Abraham. And now in this second series, just one word, and it's called beware. That's the series, beware. When God gave me this series sometime in 2016, it was sometimes during the fall of 2016. I said to the Lord, one word? God says one word. And I said, what does this have to do with favor? God says that people who are striving for God's favor need to beware of demons and devils that are in your life to do nothing but distract you and separate you from the blessings of God. Look at somebody and say, beware. And so for the next four weeks, we are going to preach beware. Today, beware of haters. Next Sunday, beware of seducers. Next is beware of users. Mm. And then finally, beware of the process. Look at somebody and say, beware. Hear the reading of God's word, Genesis 37, verses 3 and 4 reading from the New Living Translation. And it reads, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph. It was a beautiful robe. Verse 4 says, But his brothers hated Joseph. Because their father loved him more than the rest of them. And they could not say even a kind word to him. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Catch someone by the hand once again. This is the first message in this series that's called Beware. Squeeze those hands and look at someone. And say to them, beware of haters. Tell them, watch out for those haters. Amen. May be seated. Beware of haters. People that the only reason they're in your life is to try to separate you from your anointing. People that come in to your life and 
their intent is to do nothing but distract you from your divine purpose. Somebody say haters. People who just don't like you for no reason at all. Preaching to somebody now. People that make you feel like you've done something. Haters. Somebody say haters. Haters. Listen, this word beware is defined as to be on one's guard, to be cautious, to be alert. When we see the cautious sign on the highway, tells us that we need to be cautious and careful and alert. And usually it says because there's danger ahead. And even in most of the modern vehicles that you have now with navigation systems, they will warn you a couple miles ahead of the road that there is something down the road. Beware. There's a signal that comes on my truck when there's danger ahead and it flashes. And it tells me, you can't see it now, but where you're headed, there's trouble. Hmm, I'm preaching to somebody now. Tell them, you can't see it now. The road looks good now. Everybody loves you now. But somewhere down the road, there will be trouble. Tell somebody, beware. Be on alert. Because there's something out there that if you aren't careful, it'll detour you from your intended destination. We need to beware. It is very important that those who are blessed by the Lord, and, and I hope that that's all of us, those who desire to be blessed by the Lord, that we are always on guard and that we will always stay alert. But there are certain people, there are certain things in our lives, but then particularly there are certain people in our lives that would do almost anything to separate us from the blessings of the Lord. And oftentimes they don't even know they're being used by the devil. They think they're in your life for a good reason. But, but they have been used by the adversary to discourage you, to make you weary in well-doing. <laughs> but God sent this message, sending this series to say, be not weary in well-doing. One translation I love said, be not discouraged when you're doing good. For in due season, you will reap if you faint not. But there are those people sometimes in our life, and they will never be able to celebrate the blessings in anyone else's life but their own. Somebody say selfish people. Never happy about anybody but themselves. Misery loves company. And they lash out because they're miserable. They lash out because their life is so dysfunctional. And, and, and they try to make your life painful because they want you to be like them. 
People who will never rejoice over somebody else's promotion. People who will never promote somebody else up to a position where they are. People who will always rain on somebody else's parade. You know people like that. We call them haters. Even if somebody says something good about you, they always continue the conversation like this, but you don't know this. Have you seen people like that? Somebody can come and say, you know, I'm so proud of brother so-and-so. He's He's doing so well. He's coming to church and look like he has his life together. But you don't know this. I heard that he's still dipping a little bit. Still smoking a little bit and still got this going on. Why can't you just celebrate what God is doing? See, what? nobody is perfect. And the person who has the butt is far less perfect than most people, but they're miserable. I, I have come to realize the hard way that haters are miserable people. And I used to think I can save my haters. I, and my sisters and brothers would tell you, I, ju I, just, I would just bend over backwards and I would agonize over why people were against me. And I would do everything I could to try to change their attitude. Bend over backwards, give away stuff, just take stuff. Until recently, God said to me, are you through? He said, because what you discovered is that the more you do for some people, the more they hate you. And it's not because you've done anything. It's just because the favor of God is on your life. Am I right about? In fact, oftentimes we have to beware of those that are the closest to us. Because we, we sometimes suspect people that are far away and we don't have a relationship. But we often give people a pass if they're close to us. And, and what you will discover that everybody who says they have your back left out a couple words. What they really want to say is that I have a knife ready for your back. There are people that we have invited into our circle that we need to be aware of. Michael, the great prophet of the Old Testament, the contemporary of Isaiah, writes in the book of Michael, chapter 7 and verses 5 and 6. He says to us, and I'll paraphrase it, he says, to put no confidence in a friend. Then he goes on to write later in that passage, a man's enemies are often the members of his own household. You haven't experienced any demons until you have to deal with familiar demons. People you know well that grew up with you in the same household. You, that's a hard thing. It was hard for David to come to the conclusion that his son Absalom wanted to overthrow him. He could, he could deal with the fact that Saul was his hater. But it was hard for David to deal with that. The Bible, in fact, says when he, when he received the word of Absalom's demise, that David put his head in his hands and began to cry out, Oh, Absalom, 
Oh, my son, how I love you so dearly. Ah, I love you, and yet you're against me. You sat at my table, ate my food. I clothe you, and yet you're turned against me. I watch you grow up from a child, but yet you turned against me. How many of you had people that are close to you hurt you? The Bible says I was wounded in the house of a friend. Uh, we've had people that we least suspect hurt us the most. And what God wants us to know that there are all kinds of haters. There are all kinds of haters, those we suspect and those we would least suspect. Those that are far and those that are near. Those that are dressed up as friends, but they're really frenemies. They are enemies who are pretending to be your friend. I'm preaching to somebody now. And so you've got all kinds of people that come in your life. But what you've got to understand is that when they come in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against them. And when your enemies try to destroy you, God knows how to protect you. I need to see if there anyone, is there anyone in here that God has protected you over enemies that you did not suspect. Folk that don't like you on your job for no reason other than the favor of God is on your life. People that you've never done anything bad to, but some reason... They are jealous of from you. Jealousy is cruel. Bible says it's, it's worse than the grave. That jealousy will destroy the person who is jealous. And you don't watch it, it'll eat you alive. And that's why I learned recently in my life to pray for my antagonists. Because it is them who were going through so much. And, and they don't even understand it. But jealousy is an internal cancer that will eat them alive and sooner or later they're going to wake up a year or two later and wonder what happened to my life and God says I can't bless your life when it's a mess from the inside out question is will you be able to tell God I can celebrate somebody else's success when something good happens to somebody else congratulate them put your arms around them genuinely show them that you're happy for them because this is what I know, that God is no respected person. What he has done for Joseph, he could have done for Reuben. God can bless any and everybody. And don't you know that God is not through yet? That God is still in the blessing business, amen? So we've got to learn how to look out for haters. We've got to learn how to beware of those that are particularly near us. In our text, Joseph discovers this the hard way. Uh, this whole series is about the testimony of Joseph. Joseph discovers this uh, in a way that was unbeknowing to him. In his innocence, he found out that everybody will not celebrate his favor. Look at what happened and let us examine Joseph's testimony and, and, and see how it applies 
to our modern day life. Joseph was the 11th of the 12 sons of Jacob. You remember Jacob? Jacob was the son of Isaac, and Isaac was the promised son of Abraham. We last saw Isaac on Mount Moriah when God said through Abraham, my son, God will provide. And now some years have passed, and Isaac had a family, and Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had 12 sons, and one of those sons' name was Joseph. He was the 11th son. Joseph was favored by Jacob. Jacob loved Joseph. It wasn't Joseph's fault that his father favored him. Why? Because the Bible says that Joseph was born to Jacob's beloved wife, Rachel. You know the story, the one he waited so long for. And Joseph was born in Jacob's old age. Jacob was an old man, and God blessed him with a son from the wife he loved the most. And now, because Joseph enjoyed this unusual favor of his father, his older brothers despised him. They hated him. They were jealous of him. They could not be content that none of us are going without food. All of us live in daddy's house. We all are blessed by our father. But if he has a special relationship with Jacob, then that's all right. Whole lot of folk can't deal with that. Whole lot of folk would never be able to deal with that. In fact, listen to this. I have come to realize this in my years of ministry. And this statement God gave me some time ago and I wrote it down and I meditated on it and God says I need you to say it like I gave it to you so I need you to hear this and we'll put it out if there's anything you put out on social media I, I, I need you to share this with other people and it says this God's favor on your life in fact I need you to catch somebody by the hand and say God's favor on your life will eventually reveal the true nature of the people that are around you. Can I say it again? God's favor on your life will eventually reveal the true nature of people that are around you. They don't mind you being miserable. They don't mind you being as broke as they are. They don't mind you working on the same job that they are as long as God doesn't start moving you up. Can I preach this series? In fact, hear this next statement. This goes with the first statement. The, the, these are perhaps the most powerful statements in the entire sermon. And I need you to see this. In fact, catch somebody by the hand and say to them again, say, you don't know how people really feel about you until you've been blessed with something that they have not been blessed with. If you want to know how people really feel about you, 
You tell me how they get along with you when God blesses you with something that he has not blessed them with. I've discovered that the hard way. There are folk who are with you as long as you're on their level. But if somehow God elevates you, promotions do not come from the east or the west. They come from the Lord. Chip, there are folk who are with you on the school board. They won't be with you on county council. There, there, there are folk who are with some of you when you were broke. But if God turned your finances around, oh, you think you somebody. You think you're better than I am. You haven't said a word. All you did is receive God blessing. Oh, look at you. You got that car. You think you made it. Now, you haven't opened your mouth. But here's what you've got to understand. You can't change demons. <laughs> I, I discovered that. You can't, only God can change demons. And there's some folk in your life will never be happy until you hit rock bottom. Now, that's why they run to your house when they hear you went through something. Oh, child, I heard about the bad news. Where were they? when you were promoted, nowhere to be found, didn't even call you to congratulate you, never said, man, I'm proud of you, congratulations, but let something go bad. I'm still waiting on folk to congratulate me from an election eight years ago. <laughs> I just figured out if it hadn't come in eight years, it ain't coming. But that's all right, because God reminded me, what I have for you is for you. And no hater from the pits of hell can stop me from blessing you with what I have. Whoa, I feel something in here right now. Y'all have to excuse us. I feel a praise right now. I need to get back to this message. But you've got about 10 seconds to give God your best praise. For every hater that tried to stop your blessings but did not succeed. Ooh. Tell somebody it did not work. Look at you, you're still blessed. Folk talk about you, lied on you. Said you got it in all kind of lies. Oh, you, if you really knew how you got it, you, you would be surprised. And sometimes that hurts. Sometimes it hurts. I, I, I must confess, it hurt when, when, when God finally blessed my wife and I and, and turned our finances around. Nobody thought enough to talk about me when I was driving an orange Volkswagen with no air conditioning. When I sat on my Uncle Sonny and Aunt Ellen's couch in my house, nobody thought to talk about me. But the moment God changed it and we were able to get a better car, somebody said, oh, I know he's stealing from somewhere. But the devil is a lie. God doesn't have to allow you to steal from anything for God to bless. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if they're mad at you now, wait until God gets finished blessing you. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, if they don't like you now,
they really won't like you when this year is over because God's getting ready to do things that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Don't you allow haters to make you feel guilty for the blessings of God that are in your life. Let me tell you something. You're no better than anybody else, but you're no worse than anybody else. And don't you ride around and don't want people that I don't want them to think that I'm better than them. No, you don't think that. If somebody else thinks that, that's their problem. Amen. All you know is that God has opened a window for you and poured you out a blessing. Amen. You are faithful with your tithe and offering. I heard Pastor Lawson talk about that so often. And man, I'm proud of you. When you and Pat built that house, I was so happy for you and proud of you and glad to go down there. See, you don't know people's story. You just see their current glory, but you're not familiar with their story. There's some folk who went through a whole lot, but God stood right by their side. And God has blessed some folk in ways that only God can bless. And if folk got a problem with that, then let it become their problem. You learn how to praise God anyhow. Praise him. The old church used to sing a song, this joy I had. The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I changed that to say this favor that's on my life. The world can't take it away. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. What the devil does not understand is that your circumstances do not change your favor. Although you may be in a different place, but the favor of God is still on your life. Look at somebody and say, God is blessing you. God pouring out blessings with your name on it. You don't have to be egotistical, but you ought to be proud of what the Lord has done. I heard the psalmist write, this is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. How many of you know everything you have, God made it possible? I need some grateful folk in here. Is there anybody in here know that the house you live in, the car you drive, the job you work, the clothes you wear, the food you eat? This is the Lord's doing. Tell somebody, neighbor, this is the Lord's doing. I could not have done it by myself, but God's been good to me. God made a way out of nowhere. He brought 13 people from Bluff Road to Atlas Road. Only God could have done it. Tell you this, and I'll move on to the text. Somebody called me not too long ago, Mother, Mother Simmons, Mother 
King, Mother Jackson, you understand this. And they say, ah, by the way, think there's something. Uh, because they have land and buildings and and then somebody says that now God has blessed us, and I'm proud to say with, with over like 120 acres of land and, and 17 or 18 buildings, and they came back and says, oh, you think you're something. But I had to remind them that before there was an Atlas Road, there was a Bluff Road. And before there was a mega church, there was a red church. And we just are not faithful because we're here. But when you're faithful in every area of your life God will elevate you be faithful in little things be faithful on your way up touch your neighbor say neighbor God is still in the blessing business Woo, I feel a blessing I, I, I feel a prophetic voice coming across this pulpit say God's gonna do some things that only God could do. Listen, Joseph's brothers were jealous. They said, here comes this dreamer. Let us throw him in this pit. See what will become of his dream. <laughs> Joseph's brothers then decided not to let him die in the pit. I preached that message once. Judah saved me from the pit. <laughs> it was the brother Judah. And those of you who know a little bit about praise know what Judah stands for. <laughs> it was the brother Judah that rescued Joseph from the pit. Tell somebody, Judah saved me from the pit. Ooh, I need to preach that again, baby. My praise saved me from the pit. Only reason I'm here right now, I know how to praise God, even in a bad situation. And so they rescued him from the pit take note, and sells him as a slave to, of all people, the Ishmaelites. Ishmaelites, the descendants of Ishmael, the son that Abraham put out the camp. The descendants of Ishmael the mortal enemies of the descendants of Isaac. Who take him, sell him as a slave to their dreaded enemies. For 30 plus days, Josephus says in the antiquities of the Jews that Joseph traveled on his way to Egypt. 30 plus day journey. I love the vivid description that the great historian Josephus says. Imagine, he says, how Joseph felt in chains, bound on his way to a place he did not know. No one familiar around him had not done anybody wrong, but yet he had been done wrong by the people he loved the most. But what Joseph's brothers did not realize was that their hatred and their evil actions would never negate the favor of God on somebody's life. I need you to touch somebody and say, favor will follow you.
<laughs> Everywhere you go, favor will follow you. People think if they change your situation, if they change your location, if they make your circumstances tough, that they can negate the favor of God. David puts it this way in Psalms 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Touch somebody and say, favor is following you. Favor is following you. Well, Moses puts it this way. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Bless in the city. Bless in the field. Bless going in. Bless going out. Touch somebody and say favor is following you. I've got news for every hater in your life. Take your stuff and God will still favor you. Try to make your life miserable, but God will still favor you. How many of you know that you're still blessed despite what the enemy tried to do? I need some blessed people to stand to your feet and say, I am one blessed somebody. Leave your seat and touch two people say, I'm still blessed. Tell them you're still blessed. You're still blessed. Still blessed. Still blessed. Tried your best to stop what God had for me. But I'm still here and I'm still blessed. I want to leave you with this last thing and then on Tuesday night we'll share with you three key observations three key takeaways but can I show you something turn with us upstairs if you will to Genesis 39 Verse 2 through verse 6. What happened next? 30-day journey. Joseph arrives in Egypt bound and chained. Ooh. And is sold to a man named Potiphar who is an officer in Pharaoh's administration. Oh, somebody shout, but God. <laughs> Here's what God told me, Elder Tony G. God says, Egypt was the destination all along. Somebody will catch it later. See, God knows you won't go to Egypt on your own. So sometimes he allows your haters to prepare your journey so you can end up where God wants you to end up. We will see in the last message of this series why he had to go to Egypt. So now look at him. 
young man, 17, 18 years old, bound as a slave, goes to Egypt, goes to Potiphar's house, officer in Pharaoh's administration. I'm sure the devil said, oh, look at Joseph now. Ah, we got him just where he was. But what Satan does not know was that God always had a plan. I need you to tell somebody God always has a plan. I want to read these words to you. Verse 2 through verse 6. And I just need you to look at God. And when I finish reading this, I'm going to ask all of us to jump to our feet and just shout, but God. <laughs> Look at this. Verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. So he succeeded in everything he did. As he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar, his master, noticed this. Woo. Good God Almighty. Even your enemy got to notice the favor of God that's on your life. <laughs> Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. From a slave to a personal attendant. Woo, look at God. He put Joseph in charge of his entire household and everything he Owned. From the day Joseph was put, look at somebody say, from that day, Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property. The Lord began, oh, somebody help me say, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household. Look at this, Elder Gloria. He didn't bless Potiphar for Potiphar. He blessed Potiphar because Joseph was in the house. God told me to tell you, not only will I bless you, but I'll bless the atmosphere around you. Somebody say, for Joseph's sake. For Joseph's sake. For Joseph's sake. Potiphar's whole house was blessed for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly. And his crops 
and his livestock flourish. Verse number six, first clause. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility for everything he owned. Joseph was in charge of the whole house. This is a long ways from the pit. Now here's what I want you to do. Everybody, jump to your feet and make the devil mad and shout, but God! Y'all excuse us. Some of us got some Joseph's testimonies. Enemy thought he had you, but God. Enemy thought it was over, but God. God turned your situation. But God, but God, leave your seat and meet me at this altar right now. But God. But God, look what the Lord has done. Look what God did. Mother Simmons, for 13 people on Bluff Road. Mother Betty King, look what the Lord has done. But God, but God, but God, God did this. Tell somebody, God did this. When my enemies thought it was over, God did this. Made my enemies my footstool. God did this. Mm. But God. Come on, Zion. You owe God a praise. Because if it had not been for the Lord, that was on your side. Come on and praise him. Come on and praise him. So I leave you with the words of this song. Pastor Hezekiah Walker product of Bible Way. Born and raised at Bible Way Church in Brooklyn, New York. Dear friend of ours who's been here many, many times. Pastor Hez wrote this song that simply says, and I need you to look at somebody and say, God favored me. <laughs> you know why you're here today? Because God favored you. Other people went through what you went through and lost their minds. Woo. Other people lost everything, but God favored you. Bishop Hezekiah Walker writes, love is patient, caring, love is kind. Love is felt most when it's genuine. But I've had my share 
of love abused, manipulated, and its strength misused. And I can't help but give you the glory. When I think about my story, and I know, Bishop Walker says, and I know, he says to God, you favored me. <laughs> Tell somebody God favored me. Why? Because mine enemies did try, but they could not triumph over me. Look at somebody and say, yes, they did try, but they couldn't triumph over me because God, because God favored me. Tell every hater in your life, you tried, but you could not succeed because God favored me. Come on here. Love is patient. Love and kind. Let us pray for you right now. Love is felt most when it's genuine. But I've had my share. Yes, I have. Manipulated and his strength misused. Same choir, yeah. And I can't help. Hallelujah. <laughs> Lift those hands and give them when the glory. I think about my story. Woo, about. Same. My story. And I know. And I know you favored me. Just because my enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, but they, they could. Woo, thank you, Lord. Yes, they did uh, try. But, but it didn't work over me. Oh, bless God. Look at somebody and say, I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still blessed. On my way to my destiny this morning. Yeah. Come on, let's talk about love one more time. Just say love is patient. Love Ooh. is care. Where my worship is. Lift those hands. Somebody else ought to come join love us at this altar. Yeah. Love. Yeah. I've had a lot of people in my life. abused it, manipulated, and his strength abused, and I can't help but give God glory this morning, when my mind goes back on my story that I have, hallelujah, my story. And I know, and I know you favor me, because my enemies tried to, they tried to overtake me, but you didn't let it happen, hallelujah, yes they did, but they couldn't try, 
Here's what they did. They whispered. They, they whispered. conspired against me. They told their lies. God favors me. My character, my integrity, my faith in God. He favors me. It will not fall. It will not bend. I'm not going to compromise. Hallelujah. I speak life. Speak life. I prosperity. And I speak health. God favored me. Say they whispered. They conspired against me. They spoke some lies against me. But God favored me. God favored you. Integrity. My faith in God. It will not fall. It's not gonna bend. It won't be compromised because God favored me. I speak life in prosperity and I speak health into my life. God favored me. Just say they whispered. They conspired against me. They lift those hands and told lies. arms around somebody I need you to remind somebody of something say to them the only reason that we are still here today is because God favored us some of you people tried their best to destroy you the song said they whispered they conspired they told bold-faced lies and now with the emergence of social media, people can put lies out in a second. And it can go all over the world, but that's all right. They may be able to put a lie out, but they can't stop God's favor on your life. Amen, somebody? God favored you. Listen, God favored Joseph because of the relationship he had with Joseph. Joseph's horizontal relationships did not go so well. His brothers disliked him. Other people did, as you will find out in next week's message and the following week. But that vertical relationship, that relationship between Joseph and God, it remained the same. I'm hearing God say to me to say to you, put more effort towards the vertical and don't worry so much about the horizontals. Because if the horizontals don't like your vertical, that's their business. The vertical will make you happy. The vertical will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. The vertical will give you joy, unspeakable joy. Where are you with your vertical relationship with the Lord? Close those eyes. 
Some of you are right there on the verge of a commitment. You've been contemplating ever since 2016. Should I make this next move? Should I commit? God says, do it now. Because see, you've got to commit before you get in the pit. Before you get in the dungeon. Joseph had favor before the pit for part of his house. And I love that verse that says, and God bless part of his household for Joseph's sake. <laughs> There's some people that are blessed right now. I facetiously say to my sisters and brothers and not so facetiously that I've got an uncle right now blessed because he's living in my mama's house. And he, he, he they, because, and look, when the favor of God is in the atmosphere, amen, you are blessed. Amen, somebody. And God says, not only will I bless you, but I'll bless your household. I'll bless your environment. I'll bless the atmosphere around you if your relationship with me is where it should be. And so after this prayer, for those of you that are ready to take that next step, you just meet me at this altar and say, I want Joseph kind of relationship with God. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that although our enemy conspired, they plotted, they made up lies, they did their best to destroy us, but we are still standing because you have favored us. I thank you for favor. I thank you for the unlimited supernatural blessings of God. And Lord, we will always give you the glory when we think about our story. The story that said we shouldn't be here, but we are. Story that says we ought not have what we have, but we do. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And the good news is that you're not through blessing yet. Your favor never runs out. And so, Lord, we know that before this year is over, somebody will experience even a supernatural overflow blessing of your divine favor. Have your way, Lord. Move in a mighty way. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those who know that God has favored you, said amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Tell somebody God favored me. Come on, if you're here, you want to make that commitment. You don't have to go back. Come on, young person, come on. Young ladies and others, that's right, God. They're walking down the aisle right now, come stand. Oh God, will not fall. Come on, I see y'all. Come on, come on. Look at God. Somebody else. And I speak help. Come on, tell the Lord, yeah. Anyone else? It's commitment time. It's commitment time. Yeah, yeah.
I'm gonna turn around. Others are coming. She wanna be blessed. Somebody say yeah with the choir. Yeah.